Good evening. Welcome, friends. Good evening, family. It's great to be before you tonight. I'm wanting to pick up where I left off on last week, talking about all of me for all of him. Thank you, Minister Pittman, for that prayer and introduction. I pray you're having a great week. Um, you know, as we talk about this um, type, this topic, all of me, I just want to make sure that you understand, just as Minister Pittman said, this has to do with giving our all to God. And tonight what we're tagging on is when we give forth all of ourselves, then we're able to receive all of him because we're emptying ourselves out. You can't pour something into a vessel if it's already full. So when we give all of ourselves away to God, all of ourselves away, then God is able to pour himself more so on the inside of us and fill us. Our primary scripture tonight is going to come from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 23, and it reads, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men. In Ecclesiastes 9, 10, and A, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all of your might. Before I go any further, I want to praise God for my pastors, Bishop James F. Harris and Lady Sylvia Harris. So on tonight, as we talk about all of me for all of him, I want to ask if you guys know uh, William Booth. He was an English Methodist preacher who, along with his wife, Catherine, founded the Salvation Armory. And it became he became its first general. This Christian movement, the Salvation Army, um, it's kind of like a quasi-military structure and government funded, but it has spread from you know London to England to almost all parts of the world. And it's one of the largest distributors of humanitarian aid. In 2002, he was named among one of the 100 Great Britons that existed. These are the words that he penned as he talked about all of me. He says, I will tell you the secret. God has had all that there was of me. There have been men with greater brains than I, even with greater opportunities. But from the day I got the poor of London on my heart and caught a vision of what Jesus Christ could do with me and them on that day, I made up my mind that God should have all of William Booth there was. And if there is anything of power in the Salvation Army, it is because God has had all the adoration of my heart, all the power of my will and all the influence of my life, signed William Booth. This is an example of giving all, and he did that. He gave all. I think many of us have heard of the Salvation Army, and because he was able to give all, he's saying that God was able to use him in a mighty way, not only to minister in a community or in a state or in a country, but to minister around the world. And this is what it's like in the kingdom of God. You know, when we look at the Bible, there's these polar polarities that exist. You've got, you know, there's uh, joy and there's pain. You've got people striving for perfection in the Old Testament, but you've got Christ coming on the scene in the New Testament. And he's telling us, come as you are so that we can have our needs met, if you will. God needs, though, our perfections. This is why last time I talked about you have to give all of yourself to Christ. You have to love him with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. And you do this because God uses those imperfections to testify about how wonderful, wonderful he is and all that he can do through us to accomplish great works. 
Revelations 3, 20 and 22 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, but if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. And it goes on to say in verse 21, To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat with my father on his throne. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And I want to slow that down for a moment and make sure we're clear. What he's saying is that he's standing at the door of our hearts knocking. And he's saying that if you can hear my knock, if you will open it, if you will open yourself up. Again, how do you open yourself up? You give yourself away. You give yourself away so God can fill us with all of him. And he's saying, if you will do that, then I will come in and I will dine with you and I will be with you. And he says, just like I overcame the enemy, then I'll let you sit with me on my throne. And as I overcame, so will you overcome. And he says, if you have an ear to hear what God is saying, then please do it. What do you mean by overcame? Well, the scripture says, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. It also says, let the poor say that I am rich. And so it goes. So when we give all of ourselves to God, then we actually get a chance to benefit from his strength. He makes up the difference. You know, when we keep it, we continue to be sort of weak people, if you will, who are, you know, persevering and trying to preserve our ego or trying to preserve self or our thoughts or thinking we can do something better. But we have to understand that when we give all of ourselves to God, you know, I was just thinking the other day that joy and pain can exist together. And, um, and that's what happens sometimes when we give all of ourselves to God. There's joy because we're serving the Lord, but sometimes it's pain because we may feel like we're missing out. Perhaps there are some things that we're not able to do. Some examples of that joy and pain could be like with a mom when she's having a child. Certainly there's pain she's producing her closer to her joy, which is the birth of the child. I even thought about my son and his friend who played football. And I think about the joy and pain in that analogy where, you know, with him, they're running into somebody and, you know, fast as they can. And um, I'm sure there's some pain associated with that. All the while, though, there's the fans in the stands cheering, cheering them on because there was a sack or a tackle for loss. Again, that's back to the, the joy and the pain. And, and even Jesus himself, when he was on the cross in Matthew 27 and 46, at about that ninth hour, he cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabethani. That is to say, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? It is clear that he was going through quite a bit of pain at that time. But as he was going through that, I believe the angels in heaven were rejoicing because they knew that he was doing the mighty work. He was the lamb that was slayed from the foundation of the earth so that you and I could have eternal life. And so this is all the more reason why we have to give all of ourselves so that we can receive all of Christ. Second Corinthians 12 and 10 says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. Paul says it is for when I'm weak, that is when I'm strong. And he went on to say, if you were to back up in that verse to chapter uh, in chapter 12, verses eight and nine, he says, you know, uh, concerning this thing, that thorn in his side, that weakness or that infirmity or whatever that is that sometimes we hold on to and don't want to give away. He says, I saw God three times for this thing, asking him to remove it. But God is saying, no, no, my grace is sufficient 
for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Then Paul went on to say in that scripture, therefore most gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And my sister and my brother, I say unto you tonight, while none of us have reached perfection yet, most all of us have some areas where we feel that we are not quite as strong. And many times we hold back those areas. We don't put those forth and allow God to use them as he sees. You know, there's some psychologists who say that we as human beings are naturally drawn to losses more so than gains. We can win five times, but if we lose one little small smidget, our minds will go focus on the loss. Maybe that's why people try to plan so hard not to lose. Some people say it's part of our neurological default setting, but what we do is we sort of fixate on those things that we do and try to make sure that whatever it is that we do isn't something that causes us to incur a loss. I think this causes us to have that mentality, particularly with the kingdom of God, better safe than sorry, so to speak. But at the end of the day, uh, the author is saying that we're, you know, we are called for greater works. And because we are called for greater works, we've got to let go of those hindrances, those things that are keeping us back. We've got to make sure that even if we haven't thought it all the way through ourselves, that we're willing to give it to God and let him finish the course anyway. He already knows what we're thinking anyway. The spirit of God is on the inside of us interceding for us anyway. He knew the situation even before we knew the situation. So God is saying, just go ahead and give it all to me. Because if you give it all to me, then you empty yourself out of worry, of anger, of depression, of uneasiness, out of confusion. You empty all of that out of you when you give it to God. And then you freed up this space so that God can now pour all of his word, all of his truth, all of his goodness right back on the inside of us. We just cannot be so afraid of making the wrong decision that we make no decision. As a matter of fact, when we don't make a decision, it's called indecision. And, you know, I'm remembering in the book of Revelations, you know, God said to the church of the Laodicean church, he says, I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing. What this is getting at is God is saying, we think we can do it on our own. And because we think we can do it on, on our own, we keep some things back for ourselves. You know, those things that we don't tell anyone, those things that we think others don't know about. And we think sometimes in our own minds that God doesn't know about it, but God is saying, I made you. I talked about this the last time. He said to Moses, because Moses was like, wait, I stammer, but God said, I made your mouth. I purposed your mouth to be that way so that I could be your strength on the inside of you. And many of us have something that we think about. You know, some may say I'm not social. Some may say I'm not outgoing. Some may say, you know, I don't, you know, I don't speak well. Whatever that issue is, God is saying, I knew all about all of that at the beginning of the day, even before I called you. But I purpose for it to be there because when you are weak, that is when I'm strong. Let me just take a moment and say here, there is just something about giving your all to God so that you can be your strongest, you can be your best. And giving your all means everything, all of it, all of it. You know, I don't know if you guys remember that old song, um, The Hokey Pokey. I don't know if you've ever done it, but it's that song and dance where you say you put your left arm in, you take your left arm out, you put your right arm in and you shake it all about. You turn yourself about and you do the hokey pokey. Well, at the end of that, what it does say is it says you put your whole self in. 
and then you shake that all about. And I talk about that little song because what God is saying, he wants all of us. And he wants all of us so that he can empty us of those things that are not like him. He understands that those things are there. He also wants our stress. He wants our anxiety. He wants our busyness so that he can do what he purposes to do. In Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14a, the scripture says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. You might say, Jessica, what do you mean about captivity? Anything that is sort of holding you bound, whether it is anxiety, and truth be told, anxiety is really just worrying about the past or being worried about the future, because Hebrews tells me that now faith is. And sometimes we're so anxious about what happened or what's going to happen that we, we get robbed of our present, which is now the gift that God has given us. But the scripture says, now faith is. And he's saying that if we seek him, and you know, if we really seek him, we'll find him when we search for him with all of our heart. And he says that he will bring us back from some of those areas that are captivity. What's another area of captivity? Moodiness. Some people might even say depression, feeling low, feeling great one moment, feeling horrible the next, being short-tempered with people. You know, when you think about some, some of the synonyms for captivity, you'd find things like confinement, being restrained, bondage, or subjugation, even duress. And what Christ is saying is that we've got to give him all of us. We seek him with all of us. Lay it all on the line. And when we do all of that, what he's saying is that you, we will find him. And when we find him, he will help release some of those areas that are bound in our life. Some of those captive areas, those areas that we're not even aware of, but continues to have an impact on us. Matthew 23, 37, which is what I said the last time. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And you should love him with all of your weaknesses. And you should love him with all of the things that you think are not enough. And you should love him with every single fiber that is within you. Because God is saying, I can take it. I want it all. As I said the last time, you know, he was talking to Gideon. And he's called him as he sees him, mighty man of valor. And Gideon had to give up his, his idea that he was not enough. Maybe some imposter syndrome. I don't know if you've ever heard that terminology before, but there are some people who are afraid that they're not even who they think they are, that they won't be able to measure up, that people will reject them, that people will laugh at them, that they will not be well received. But God said to Gideon, just like he's saying to you and to me, He's saying, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat whomever the enemy is just because I am with you because I am with you to do you good and to show my might on your behalf. So we have to make sure that if there is anything that's hindering us from giving our all to God, that we implement something that's called the theory of non-attachment. I know that sounds different, but, you know, from a psychological perspective, we often talk about how children are attached. We want a child to get attached to their mother. We want people to be attached to support groups and things and whatnot. But sometimes we've, we've gotten attached to some things that we don't need to be attached to. We're attached to doubt. We're attached to not enough. We're attached to I can't make it. 
we're attached to a day late and a dollar short. And what we need to do is not be attached to those things and to make sure that we attach ourselves to the word of God. We must make sure that we're walking in the fullness of what God has called us to walk in. I like what um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians. He says, do you not know that those who run in a race, that they all run to receive the prize? You know, they run in such a way then that you should obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable prize, a crown, but for an imperishable crown. Therefore, Paul is saying, I run, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I myself would become disqualified. This is given all of me. Yes, and I want to go back to this and because it's pressed upon my spirit. There are just some, even, you know, there's just some things that, you know, we just don't like to give away to God. And I'm, I'm hearing that song, I give myself away so that he can use me. And, um, and even, even with our schedule sometimes, you know, and we're just not sure if we can do it all. Well, sometimes you just have to, to give ourselves away to God. We are not of those who draw back. I know it can be overwhelming sometimes. I know it can, you can kind of feel like, whew, I don't know if I'm coming or going, but God is so faithful. He knew that even before you started to feel that way. But that's why we live in the present. Hebrews again says, now faith is. We can deal with the now and know that God is with us in that now and with him, all things are indeed possible. Now, it's so important that we do this because God is saying that there's a greater works that we have to do. I said to you the last time, the ways that we kind of do this is we start to watch our thinking, watch our mood, catch it when we're drawing back. We also want to make sure that we're lining ourselves up with the word of God, that we're coming in alignment. Joshua 1, 8 and 9, again, is one of my favorite scriptures. And God said to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth but thou shalt meditate in it day and night, that thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If we're wanting to have great success, we want to make sure that we give our all to God. And once we give our all to God, we want to let him fill us with his spirit and his word all the more. And then we want to make sure that we align with so that he can, he can help us to be prosperous. Along about now, I could hear the choir at Redeemed if we were there at 2200 Fairfax Avenue. I could hear someone starting to hum, take all of me, Jesus, take all of me. You all know that hymn, from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Take all of me, Jesus, take all of me. And then long about now, Leisha might come in and start singing, yes, you all know, yes, yes. It is imperative if we don't give it away because except a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it cannot produce fruit. And we're familiar with that um, scripture of the talents where, you know, it said the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods. And to one, he gave five talents and to another two and to another, he gave one to each according to his own ability. Notice in the scripture, to each according to his own ability. God knows what your ability is. 
but he will make up the difference. I love the way E summed things up last week. She says, we do not serve a fractional God. I love that. But he gave each according to their own ability. And he went on this journey. Then who would, he who would receive five talents went and traded them and made another five. He gave all. He gave all. All five talents. He traded them. He gave all. He took a risk. But he gave all and he gained another five. And likewise, he who had received two, he gained two more. But what about the one who received one? He didn't want to give all of himself. What did he do? He dug it in the ground and he hid it. And he had an excuse when God came back to settle the debt. My question to you tonight is what have you buried in the ground? What are you holding back from God? What are you not giving him? He can do a mighty work with almost anything and anybody. We've seen him use animals. We've seen him use fish. We've seen him use donkeys. We've seen him even use people who were not even proclaiming the word of God. We've seen him use them to move on the behalf of the people of God. But we must have now faith and we must unattach ourselves to some of those other thoughts that we've had going on in our minds, hindering us from moving forth to greater works. And so I admonish you on tonight, Britton Brown um, coined it this way. His take all of me says, just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou biddest me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, though tossed about with all my conflict and all my doubt, Fightings and fears within without, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. And as we do that, we receive all of him. What does that mean? All of him includes his thoughts that he's thinking towards us. Him praying for us that we prosper and that we be in good health and that our soul prosper. Him allowing us to hear his voice because he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And we get eternal life and we won't perish and nobody can snatch us out of his hand. And, and he says that, you know, we're going to he's going to instruct us and teach us in the way that we should go. And he's going to guide us with our eye. And he then becomes our refuge. We can run. He's it's a safe haven within him. And he then becomes our strength. And then he becomes a very present help in the time of trouble. And he is able to snatch fear from out of us. And even though the earth be moved and the mountains be carried away in the midst of the sea, not one word, not one jot or tittle will fall to the ground. And he will make us the head and not the tail. See, when we give all of us, then we get all of him. And that we shall be above only and not beneath. And, and then he will give us wisdom if we need it at the time. And he will also give us liberality. And he will also allow goodness and mercy to follow behind us all the days of our lives. And he'll heal our broken hearts if, if, if we have a broken heart. And if we get wounded, he will bind it up. And he says that we even call unto him that he's going to answer us and that he's going to show us great 
and mighty things. And he's got his spirit on the inside of us. And he's going to help us walk according to his statues. And he's going to help us do the things that he's calling us to do. And he's going to light our pathway. And he's going to turn our darkness into light. He said it. And he cannot lie. He said it. He's going to turn our darkness into light. But we've got to give all of ourselves to him so that he can we can receive all of him. And he says that we can even be a truth. We can run through a truth. We can leap over a wall. And that he will give us sight even when we are blind. He will continue to be our refuge, that he will remove our transgressions and he will forgive our wickedness if there is any wickedness that is there. And at the end of the day, he says that he'll give us a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. And so this, this is why, my friends, we want to give all of ourselves. I can hear the scripture saying, no man put it new wine in an old wine skin. You cannot fit it in there or even in a container that's already full. You can't put something else in it. So we want to give all of ourselves so that we can receive all of him every bit. Even those things that we think are imperfections because we know that when we do that, God will be our strength. He will make up the difference. It's something to be said about giving it all to God. That is when you're strongest. That is when you're at your best. When you're weak, that is when we're strong, when we give it all to God. I admonish you, whatever is going on, busyness, work, children, husband, family, life, finances, give it all to God. And have an ear to hear, mind how you hear, have an ear to hear what God is saying in that situation. And then just do it. And then just do it. You pray my strength in the Lord. Thank you.